Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of IndiePod and Indie Games Podcast. This is, of course, our special episode. It's our uh, Patreon I, limited special episode. Can we just talk? Can we just talk about the fact that you always say this is, of course, and then you usually trail that with not yeah. knowing what it is. Yeah, <laughs> of that's course. a good point. It I don't doesn't know what make it is. any sense. Yeah, I have no idea. That's a, that's a very good point. Uh, thank you thank you very much for putting that out so each and every month we have a different kind of special episode uh but we do off months where we do a book club episode with some of our patrons and we then do a secondary episode that's just about some sort of topic that we want to talk about last month we did it on our top five underrated games or games that are like under the radar which Mm. was hilarious because i said crow sworn and then literally and like i'm not saying that i alerted anybody to this except for maybe like a couple of our patrons but literally like after they launched the kickstarter it fucking blew up and i was like hell yeah people know about this game let's Mm -hmm. go so i'm very excited this month we are going to be talking about neon abyss hell yeah i'm very i'm i'm actually kind of excited for this one i'm i can't wait to hear what your your thoughts are really okay what do you think i'm so excited to see i'm gonna like think about it I was okay. So here's the thing is I think you'll enjoy this game, but I think you'll complain because this game is to a point very unfair. I mean, I have like one or two complaints, but that's I'm sure I'm sure. But there (laughs) there are times where even I'm like, that makes no sense. How would I have avoided that damage? There's moments where the because the rooms are too compact. Yeah. For what's happening in it sometimes. But still a good game so i just want to hear i, I want to see if you're gonna bitch a lot you know all right, that's what all i'm right, I, that's all i look for in these <laughs> reviews is just how much will bitch? How, how much am i gonna bitch about it yeah yeah, yeah that checks out because so realistically is... most of these episodes have been on my level and not yeah. yours so other than downhill that was like i feel like every game has been oh well i guess spirited away kind of that was just us shitting on it a lot for both of us but everything else yeah. has been my style yeah, so this is Neon Abyss by Vivo Games, published by Team 17 in Eureka Studio, China. I'm not exactly with that, sure what that's about. Uh, I've Even in the splash screen, I don't think it comes up with Eureka Studio, which I think is a little bit weird. But yeah, by Vivo Games and Team 17. Uh, currently, I believe at the time of this recording, it is actually available on Xbox Game Pass, at the very least PC. So that yeah. is where a lot of our... Uh, a lot of our patrons play. We try to make it to where our book club episodes are available easily for patrons, especially. And if you don't have Xbox Game Pass, like it's best deal in gaming. Like it really is, <laughs> which is kind of hilarious because I currently don't have it. I have yet to pay for my subscription again. Ever it's since cool. my card never got stolen, I haven't paid for it again because I have been playing a certain game each time that I'm just like, what's the point? Like I got super into hollow Knight. i beat that got super into vampire 
I didn't beat that. I just got to a boss that pissed me off, and I was like, nah, I'm good. I played a shitload of Red Dead Online, and now I'm going to play a shitload of Death Store. I don't even know when I'm going to re-up my shit, honestly. Because if I do, I know for a fact that I'm just going to be like, oh, let's try this game and this game and this game, and then just never fucking finish a game again in my life. Yeah, I'm pretty locked in because I did that thing where I'm I'm paying like monthly payments for that Xbox I bought, and those monthly payments just include the oh, game pass subscription that's super cool i didn't know that yeah, yeah yeah it's it's honestly it's a pretty sweet deal where it's like you don't i think it's like a penny cheaper doing it the way i'm doing it but like it, but it's, it's like a layaway program instead you yeah. get the actual console which is super sweet yeah that's always get, something that pissed me off about layaway is that they're like you yeah, were gonna keep it though and you're just like yeah, like, what? why wouldn't i just save up money on my own to pay yeah. for it yeah this is i just get it and then i just do monthly payments rather than just throwing away a ton of money all at once which is super nice because i don't want to throw a lot of money away i like uh small payments okay um, so obviously this is meant to be about a neon abyss but i do want to actually ask you a question uh so i okay. have been looking around for a playstation 5 and this is a conversation that i've wanted to have with somebody for a while okay. i've been looking around for a playstation 5 but i don't want to go in sold. with you are you like <laughs> do you want me to send you one is that what you're trying to do no you're like they're only no. in florida <laughs> no i would love that no no not at all um they're not available in stores anywhere they're only being sold online right. but several times i've gone into gamestop and i've asked them like hey do you happen to know when like you might get like playstation 5s in stock again online or anything like that right. and they said no but and here's the thing that i find a little bit weird and this has happened in several different game stops around idaho where they say if i sign up for their power up rewards membership their pro membership which is 15 dollars a year it's it's a one-time annual fee plus you get the, the Game Informer subscription. And it can be worthwhile if you buy a lot of physical games mm -hmm. uh, or uh, not really new games and stuff uh, because it only discounts pre-owned games having right. worked at GameStop. Uh, but you do get some like cool rewards for it. So I think ultimately if you buy a lot of like physical games, it can be worth it. But they were like, if you pay us $15, we will let you know when PlayStation's 5 ps5s come in stock or xbox series x or s come in stock and i'm like that sounds like a dumbass fucking deal i'm gonna be honest i'm <laughs> not 15, a fan of that 15 dollars to get an email basically. yeah seriously and it's not even a guarantee they just let you know beforehand it, seemingly they're just giving you advanced warning yeah. on it but you have to pay 15 dollars to you be, do the same like, thing by just following like ign deals on twitter right <laughs> exactly it's like what what exactly am i paying for i don't oh understand and granted like you're, you're paying for the rewards membership that right. you may or may not use like I, I totally get it but i think it's so odd that you would be like yeah we'll let you know if you give us 15 dollars no i'm not gonna yeah. give you 15 fucking dollars that's our that's our $15 tier on Patreon now. We let you know if an episode is coming out the day before. <laughs> hey, by the way, it's coming out. So back to the topic of this episode, it's about Neon Abyss. Uh, so we, of course, in these episodes, and this is actually something that I do know, we include some of our patrons' discussions, their opinions on it in audio format. That's why I was saying earlier, it's it's a little bit harder to do these ones for video because I don't know exactly what I'm going to do for the video versions, but yeah, yeah, yeah. eventually I'll figure it out. Eventually I'll actually release these to the public, but I don't know when that'll be. No idea. So... 
We've got two of our patrons' ideas or thoughts on Neon Abyss, but before we get into that, I just realized that I haven't introduced us. My name is Vaughn Hind, and I'm, of course, joined by the biggest of average Josh boys, my amazing co-host right over there. Almost Hello. three years of IndiePod, big boy. Almost three years. Almost How you three years. About that? Yeah. How do we, what, what was, uh, when did we start? How do you, how are you tracking like, this? You're just like, like the fall. Eventually, it's our third birthday. I just know in time. a couple of months, like it's it's definitely three years, which is that's, pretty insane. That's too long. Isn't honest. it crazy? That's too long. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of blowing my mind to think how, in a sense, far we've come in three years. I yeah. I feel really good about our product and our community that we yeah. it's only yeah, taken yeah. us three years to build, which is fun. It's it's a slow <laughs> burn, baby. Yeah, but let's talk about Neon Abyss. Big Josh yeah. Boy, you are the roguelike guy. Would hey, you like me. me to go first or do you want I would. To go first? I would love to hear uh you shit on this game. So that really? I can pick up the pieces. You think I'm gonna shit on it? I think that's so funny that you think I'm gonna shit on it. <laughs> I think that anything that I enjoy you have to shit on. <laughs> I just come in knowing that you're gonna have some some hot takes. Some that's, hot yeah, that's a really garbage good takes. <laughs> Some hot garbage takes. All right, so for me, Neon Abyss, I actually, just to let everybody know, um, we were given this code, I think, yeah. a long time ago. Yeah, we were. And and that's how I played it. So these episodes are not a recommendation on whether to buy it or not. It's kind of just to, to celebrate a fun game that we may or may not enjoy. When it comes to Spirit Fair, like none of us enjoyed it. So there you go. It's just, it's good jelly, not our jams. But I feel True. like a lot of us are actually going to enjoy Neon Abyss because uh-huh. I'm going to be honest, I actually loved what I played. Nice. I really, I'm really like. I'm glad this to game. hear. How far did you get, by the way? Um, I got uh, not very far. That's I, I, I assumed. I got to the second manager and like died. Okay. That's okay. as far as I got. But I well, beat they, the first one on my first try, which I thought was really There you really go. Cool. Look at you, big boy. But, to be honest, I do. I'm like, was that like a handicap run or something? Because I got a so, lot of good shit. So in here's the first the, run. Yeah. So here's the thing. There's it's it's a little. Um, I'll let you go in a second. But it's a little busted mm-hmm. in in the early levels because, um, well, when you first start off, I guess, yeah. when you go back to buy things, you start with them immediately, which like yeah. can, can they give you a free trial? Or yeah, whatever. which makes it so good for your run because you can like really think about what character you're picking and pick it and upgrade a certain thing and play into it like there's definitely ways to kind of cheese the system to have a good run uh at least earlier on um but also the managers at the start they rotate so you might have just gotten lucky and gotten one of the like the derpy easy to beat managers because they beat are... the dark net one the dark net he's the it's one like that throws a big phones eyeball. No, it's like a big eyeball that spawns other eyeballs and they shoot lasers and shit at you. It's pretty weird. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and the like arena is just entirely red. It's like a neon red. And then all the platforms are like red. It's really interesting. I And it was actually like literally my first run. After starting the game, my first run, I beat the first manager. So luckily I didn't have, I can't say I cheesed this in any way where I purchased like a free trial kind of a thing. I just, right when hopping into it, I kind of, the, the only reason that I think it felt like 
I was given some sort of like maybe handicap is because my first run, I was getting so many items. I got a dope ass gun. I got a shitload of babies. Like I got just so much good stuff. And then I feel like 90% of my subsequent runs, like trying with different characters, I got way less, like way less. And I was actually kind of surprised by that because in a sense, like how you were saying earlier, it does feel somewhat unfair at times. Yeah. In a sense, yeah, like my my biggest critique of the game is, and I'm not, it's it's not that the, the rooms are small because I actually think that they do a very good thing in the game to combat the rooms being so small. It doesn't really help with projectiles, but the fact that you can move through enemy spaces, I think that's great. You can actually just go through them and there's no impact damage. I think that's really awesome. And it also really helps when you get items like the crown of thorns, where if stuff touches you, they take damage and you can just run through them. And you yeah. don't take damage, but they do. That's really awesome. And I feel like that helps combat the the fact that the runes are so small when typically like in most games, if you go into an enemy's, like if, if you touch an enemy, you get hurt, which I've talked about ad nauseum that I fucking hate. I hate impact damage. I think it's fucking stupid, but I actually enjoy Neon Abyss a lot. The one thing that I don't enjoy is the fact that I feel like you are not rewarded for trying to invest in rooms. And that seems, that sounds odd, but there are certain rooms that you're guaranteed to get items in. So I'm talking about like, I think they might be called relic rooms or something like that, where you open them and there's the, it's like a golden room with the statue in the center where you're guaranteed an item. It's like, oh, okay, that's awesome. But then in other rooms that you can unlock, um, you can unlock them by throwing grenades at them because they just have like the the wall blocking them basically. Or mm-hmm. you can unlock them with keys and stuff like that. I've opened them and there's literally been a penny inside. Yeah. And I was like, are that's, you fucking kidding that's me? That's a common a common trope with games like this, though. That pissed me off so much. It's just, I, I feel like I'm not getting much. And also the fact that you can get a chest within a chest really bothers me. Because I've used a key to open a chest and it popped out another key chest. Yeah. And nothing else. Yeah. And I was like, that was my only fucking key. What do you mean? Welcome to roguelikes. <laughs> Yeah, that just kind of annoyed me. And I guess it's, that's this comes from my inexperience with the genre of roguelikes is, is not really understanding when things kind of just fuck you in a sense where yeah. you might invest into something that literally has no payout. A lot of... Literally none. A lot of roguelikes is uh, understanding the mechanics, understanding how things work. And another bit of it is gambling. And just... Being like, do I uh, go for this high risk, high reward possible scenario or understanding what is high risk and what is low risk versus what is high reward versus low, low reward? I honestly can't say that it will. Once again, I have had a limited amount of experience with Neon Abyss. Haven't even got past the second manager. I probably played like three hours, uh, maybe four hours of the game, which that's actually for a roguelike, that's actually quite well for me because I'm like, bruh, what? Yeah, so you had a couple but, of runs in you. Yeah, yeah. I played um, I played through four different characters and okay. I, I beat the first manager and I got 
through to the second manager and then i died like right before but i feel like there's i, I have yet to get into a scenario where i've gotten high reward it's only low and i feel very beaten down by that because yeah. i feel like often enough when opening up a key chest it's like oh okay you get a grenade or you get a silver coin like you you get very little reward and i feel like it's never been a high reward i've never gotten an item i've never gotten and like very rarely i get an egg yeah like, you never will you n you'll never get an item in it yeah exactly and i just well, don't i, I, I feel a little never. odd about that um but. also the the fucking chests that take your health and they take do you know like, why they do they you know why they do that no. Do you know why they do that? Do you understand the the purple bar versus red bar point yeah. of that game? Oh, I kind no, of. You, what do you mean? No, you don't. Um, no, I don't think I do. There's purple chests, right? Yeah. If you get enough of them, have you ever gotten to the point where you got enough of them to fill up that full purple bar at the bottom? Yeah. And you got the special item. You get like this extra room that you get to go to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. The yeah, red I've done one. That, like, twice. Have you done the red one? get the red like the red bar fully up i i think maybe once but i don't think i ever actually so so the idea what it did. yeah so the idea is it's it's like that you know high risk high reward type situation of very similar to the point in neon abyss where you are able to uh open up enough purple doors or purple chests or if you oh, notice so that's how you get that bar up that's how you get that bar up it's oh, opening okay. it's using those crystals to open chests or doors with them or if you take no damage in every room for each room that you do that it goes up very slightly so taking no okay. damage Opening those chests, opening doors will allow you to get that purple bar full and then you'll be able to go in and get a special item that you get to choose from. Yeah, you get the, the two different ones you can yeah, choose from. It's, it's an offering. Whereas if you do the opposite and you shoot one of those purple doors or purple chests, they will turn red and they will turn angry. Really? Yeah. So it doesn't have to be that they started red. It's if you shoot them, they will automatically they'll they'll basically get angry at you and they'll start turning red and they huh. have spikes on them and so what that means is then if you go to open that chest or you go to open that door you have to use health instead of those purple crystals now at that point instead of every time you clear a room you fill up the bar now it's every time you take damage you'll fill up that red bar a little bit more and the That's idea interesting i never noticed that and the idea is this is a really risky way to play the game because you're constantly having to lose health. And then once you get to the offering stage, you fill up that bar, you get the same thing where you get to offer something, but you have to give up a heart container to do it. But you have a pool of really strong items that show up. Oh, okay. That's really interesting. I never knew that you changed the purple to red by hitting it. Uh -huh. I, I had that happen once. Otherwise, they just spawned red. Yeah. And I thought it was just like a different kind of chest where it took your health. Yeah. And so the, the idea is every floor you can do this once for both things, but you can't like you can't read like once you've done the purple bar in one level, you can't restart it. Same thing with the red. And you can't. I didn't even notice you could do it in every floor. I'm you can't grow it at the same time either. So like if you do purple and you're like halfway there and then you're like, oh, a red chest, I'll bump into it. Then you'll immediately lose all of the purple advantage that you had and it'll oh. change to a red bar. 
that makes so much sense. Well, to be honest, that I never understood how that worked. Like, does it ever actually explain that? That sounds no, like a weird question, no, but no. I swear to God, I no. was like, I started no. a new game and I feel like 90% of this is not explained at all. There's a lot. So the thing about roguelikes and why I like them is there's not a lot that is ever explained. And a lot of these type of games is exploration. A lot of it is understanding like, oh, I keep opening these doors and this weird purple bar shows up. Like, what the hell is this? And then all of a sudden there's a notification on my map. And I'm like, what is this? Oh, I can go to this place. Now this purple bar is filled. And it's just understanding like as you keep playing, you're like, oh, there's this mechanic that has something to do with it. It's the same idea of like that high risk, high reward of of understanding that like I only have one key. I'm on this floor. I still haven't gotten to my item room, but I see this chest here with a lock on it. I'm not going to use it because I'm going to go get my item first. And then if I happen to get a key again somewhere in the level, then I'll come back after I do that. It's why a lot of the things when I play these games, I'll leave a lot of boxes or things lying there if I don't absolutely need it to survive because I'm like, I don't want to risk anything because I might find another door that has two locks and then I have to open that up because it's some secret cool room or whatever it might be or there might be a, a really cool looking chest over here. So it's like, it's it's like I said, it's a gamble. Like roguelikes are very much a, you have to use the knowledge that you have that you keep gaining throughout each of these runs and then effectively find out, okay, what is the most beneficial option that I think is the right one to go with to survive? I do have to ask you, this is like, I, I'm really curious about it because you've played a lot more roguelikes than I have. When it comes to understanding what an item does, do you feel like this game does it better or worse because it doesn't I, I don't like the fact that unless you know beforehand what an item does or choose the character that does that then you're kind of fucked you just got to figure it out by picking it up and in those like those kind of like relic rooms or in that that room that you're talking about where you get the two different choices yeah. when you pick one up the other disappears yep yeah so um so the reason why I do enjoy this game and and one of the biggest things that I, I appreciate from it is uh, everything in Neon Abyss, you could look at Isaac and you could say, oh, that's where they pulled inspiration from. Like 100%, they definitely use the Binding of Isaac to come up with a lot of their ideas. You could see it in the way they do that devil room, which is the lose the heart. You could see it in the way that items don't have descriptions and you pick them up and you still might not know what they are, um, but you just have to kind of deal with it. You could see in the different, you know, like blowing up the bomb or throwing a grenade at, at a wall for secret hidden rooms. You can see it in so many different things. I don't like it um, at an initial phase because a lot of the times, and especially for, for early adopters to a game, you can really piss them off because you're ruining their run, which they might only play limited times of, and it does really fuck them over. Now there's things that these games get around it. There's a whole character where literally it's, big uh, thing is that it can't pick up heart containers. It can only pick up shield, but it can see every single one of the descriptions before you pick it up. It's the same thing with uh, with other games where they'll have, uh, you know, different types of, of abilities that'll let you see kind of what to expect. Um, honestly, I like I'll attribute this to like the Binding of Isaac. I loved it because I thought it was super cool because you you get into it and you start to understand it but i can see where that trepidation comes because then you don't know if you want to pick up an item and then you get really pissed off because it ruins your run 
And honestly, at the end of the day, I don't think that it's that necessary. Like for me, and with Isaac, I uh, I know most of the items, and now I'm at a point where I said like, ah, fuck it, and I just put a mod on, like a Steam Workshop mod that tells you what the item is before you go up to touch it. And honestly, there was a lot of items where I'm like, oh, I didn't even know it did that one thing. Like I knew it had <laughs> one specific piece, but there's like other hidden text, and like I never would have found that out. I never would have known that. So like I do think that there's some like definite cons to this of not telling people but it just adds to the the flavor of like variety and the the randomness i guess but yeah it's it's one of those things where it's only it's only a big deal to new players and it can only really negatively impact them so i do agree that it probably isn't the best mechanic but it is one that you see a lot in these genres yeah i i get that i do however think neon abyss is actually really fun i i think the combat is super fun and honestly the idea of the babies is really really cool like i i think when you first were playing this i talked about how it totally reminded me of cartoon network's fusion fall and i really really love that about it and i love that how okay so here's something i don't i don't really understand so you get an egg and it has yep. the possibility of hatching. Is it yep. just me or is it like a four out of five chance that it doesn't hatch? Because them bitches are always like, or they hatch and it's like, it failed. And I'm like, okay, I'll just go fuck myself then. I think you have a really low chance, like a lower chance if you get hit in the room when it hatches. Oh, okay. I'm not 100% sure. But what I've seen is that if you have like a good run, like... A Neon Abyss very much uh, has the same issue that a lot of roguelikes do, where usually it's hard at the start, and then you just kind of get rolling, and you're like, now I'm fucking strong, and nothing can do it. And like those are the points where like once you get past that initial phase of like, I suck, then you usually start getting good and things get better because you're not taking damage because you have enough damage to kill people before they kill you. Like a lot of these types of games, about it, like the best defense is an offense. And it's yeah. just until you get to that point where you're good at offense, you kind of suck. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure. And I, I don't know 100% because I haven't put as much time or interest in this game as I do with something like Isaac. But uh, a lot of the mechanics play into like if you're avoiding damage, you'll get better outcomes. Interesting. OK, I, I think it's actually really cute that the like babies, they level up. I think yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Like, and they, and they slowly evolve over time. Can they die? Cause I've noticed several yeah. of them say yeah. like on death does yeah. this. And I was yeah, like, so, does that mean my death or their death? No, 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 no. Yeah. So the, the way it works is if there's a projectile coming, they'll get hit by it rather than you. Oh, if there's okay. an explosion around them and they're by it, like they'll die. Like they have HP just like you do. Um, you just don't see it. But but yeah. yeah, so there's there's ones that on death will will do things. There's have you seen the Trump baby yet? No. Oh, that's my favorite one. I hate it anytime I get it. But literally all it does, it's a it's a baby that looks like Trump, Donald mm -hmm. Trump. And uh, <laughs> all it does is steal money. <laughs> if there's money on the map, like money falls, it'll just dive straight towards it. So you have to run <laughs> before you have to he race gets your to own it. Baby. Yeah. You're like, can I kill this thing? <laughs> That's and then awesome. Upon death, like a ton of money explodes out of him. Oh, okay. That's interesting. So it's kind of like, like a bank, if you will. 
Yeah, I, I actually really like the idea of like the babies. I think they're really cool. I've gotten a bunch of different ones. Like I have leveled up the snowman a couple times. I've leveled up the alien a couple times. I got the monkey and it evolves into the monkey king, which was yeah. fucking dope because it just started murking shit off my screen. And I was like, I didn't have to do anything. Yeah, and that was actually kind of nice because I was um, the weapon I got was the guitar that it's projectiles are actually melee damage and they just surround you. So once I got that, I would just wait and I would sit there at the beginning of the level before anything spawns and like shoot a bunch so that I already had my projectiles going when I ran in. And I also had the monkey King at that time. So like the second that they spawned, it would just go and beat the shit out of them. And I just be running around it's really fun. That's I like good. the combinations that happen with this. And I think that the, like the babies add a lot of variation to your gameplay with the exception of you can't really like, as far as I know, you don't decide which ones hatch. So no. you can't really <laughs> base a build off of like the possibility of getting a certain baby because it's like, it seems entirely random. No. Yeah. The only, the only, type of of uh way that you have to really form your build is by those few choices you get of what items you might pick up when you're given those like offerings or if there's a random gun that you see in the shop and you're like okay that's the gun that i like i'll buy that one like those are your choices but when it comes to like the baby or what types of offerings you get like you have no idea of what you're going to get but that's that's the whole replayability aspect to this right Mm -hmm. is that like you never know what kind of combination you might get because it's all random yeah the and the few characters i played i actually kind of enjoyed their variation so wade is the one i play most often which is kind of hilarious because he's just a dude like yeah. he doesn't he just doesn't have any character. special ability but yeah. he does start off with a key some and like items. a bomb yeah. and everything like he he starts off with some stuff and i tried i forget her name but it's the the girl with the katana who you uh, yeah, can really switch like, between really your gun like and the katana i i played her a little bit and i thought that was actually really fun because you almost teleport across the screen with screen she's, with the katana she's the best because the game is not built for her so you can cheese so many things where they're like you need it what i said you said cheese you said cheese you know i'm all about that i know there's so many rooms where there will be like these platforms that are up in the air and then there'll be a a locked uh room with a key and Mm. you can just get your way in by moving slightly and then jumping off that platform and using the katana to like dash your way up and you're like i didn't have to use a key fuck you bitch i'm in this room <laughs> i never thought about that that's Dude, a great idea i cheese i cheese the game so much with her it's so that's easy awesome. to do because of her essentially double jump yeah that's that's super cool i never thought about that and then i so i played wade i played her and then i also played the guy that's like parkour gymnastics that has a roll yeah which i i love that the role the icon for it is a toilet paper roll and i thought that was super (laughs) funny (laughs) or at least it seems like a toilet paper roll and i like i thought that was a really cute like (laughs) little way like an icon to to showcase that but all of the characters i have i only currently the uh the gymnastics guy is the only other guy that i've actually leveled or, mm. or unlocked unlocked but yeah. the ones i currently have are 
Wade, the gymnastics guy, um, the weird like telepath guy who can, I think he's the one who can only pick up shields um, no. and he can see item descriptions. Or I know that he uh, can see item descriptions yeah, and he yeah. can fly. No, he's, that was weird. Yeah, the way he works is like he flies if he doesn't have any heart containers and every yeah. level he loses a heart container. Yeah, which I was not a fan of. I was like, it's, yeah, so I mean, I'm gonna die? I mean, like, you just have it, to have a lot of shields. Does you it take shield, you down to one? Or no, does, you, I'm not it's, you're, it's gone. And then you just have shields and you have to live off shields. What? That yeah. sucks. <laughs> but he can see item descriptions, which is interesting. Yeah, um, I mean, it's good. And then I have, uh, there. there's a girl character who... She it says that her special abilities that she can use melee without like without a cost, which I didn't know that there was a cost to melee. I don't know. I've never I never cared about her because she seemed just like Wade. I was like, this is just normal character. I'm yeah, sorry, it was anything. like ability melee without cost. And I was like, I mean, I stab shit all the time and it never <laughs> costs me anything. So I'm not really understanding what you mean by that. Yeah, but OK. But ultimately, I, I think it's actually kind of fun. I think it is really, really fun. And it's got a very weird dynamic. Plus the entire idea of like you are in this like Cerberus-esque bar with Hades and he tasks you with taking down the Titans or some shit like that. Like the yeah. Titan Corporation. And you basically like delve into what would be a pseudo hell to fight the New Age gods in a sense. Like yep. there is the like the god of pills, the god of the internet. Like I think that's all really, really cute and really fun. It reminds me a lot of like I don't know if you've ever watched it, but American Gods. Um, it was mm -hmm. also a novel. It's like a novel series, but it's essentially like the old gods versus the new, trying mm -hmm. to like one up each other. It's it's very weird. So like Odin is this old decrepit god versus these new gods that are about technology and the World Wide Web and shit like that. It's it's very interesting, but I actually I really like that the the kind of lore and story aspects to that. I think it's really cool. But Big yeah. Josh Boy, I've been talking a while about how I feel about Neon Abyss. How do you feel? Like, go into it. It's Tell me, because you're the roguelite boy. It's no, it's great. I it's I not, really I like it. it. It's I, not Isaac. It's not. Uh, so, uh, I mean, that's kind of a good point, though. Um, I like it. I've I very much enjoyed it. I really like the fact that we did this because it brought me back into this world. Because I had originally played, I had got to uh, through most of the bosses at that time, but I kind of just put it down because of the normal indie pod stuff of like okay we got to go to the next indie game we got to try this blah, blah blah and it gave me a, a chance to really get back into it i going into it again they had like done patch changes and they had reset everything so i had to kind of like replay again from the start which i enjoyed um because it was just picking back up as if i had never really tried it um and there's like few things that they changed here and there uh they they added like a whole area that you can go to where uh you're able to like turn certain enemies off if you don't really like them but it'll it'll affect oh, like cool. the leveling system and progression and shit like that but if you're like really struggle with this one specific type you could like change it um i like that they had a whole uh area where you could look at every single item every single power up like if you wanted to like once you get it you could then like study it kind of a thing if you wanted yeah. to be like oh what would be good 
And they also added this new like uh, underground area where they're adding like new content and setting up setting themselves up for new DLC, I guess it seems like. Because at the end, when I defeated one of the bosses, they were like, oh, blah, they did this whole cutscene about uh, something I don't even remember at this point. And then I, and they were like, yeah, come go talk to that guy. And the cutscene ended and it was like, go talk to him. And then when I talked to him, it was like, not yet. And I was like, what the fuck? Content not available yet. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, what? Uh, okay. But, but it was good because I've gotten to um, the final boss a couple of times. Um, and I, I was able to beat them and it was just really fun. I feel like there was one gun that I just really liked for the entire time. It's like this, it shoots out like laser beams. And eventually if you get, uh, that your gun will fire more shots, it just, you have like these tentacle arms that go crazy and they like track enemies. I've seen that in a trailer it's for so, Neon Abyss, but it's I've, so I have gotten it. So good for every boss, except for this one called Zeus. That's one of the like very late bosses. And it just like completely is garbage and cannot kill him and has lost me runs because it he has these like these electric orbs that like flow around him and so the gun tracks people and so it's just like oh go for the just orbs and I'm, like, those. And I'm like no bitch go for the man inside there and they're like no orbs <laughs> and so i do no damage to him that's um, awesome but I, I, I really had a lot of fun with this. It is one of those things where I, I've talked about this. I, I feel like it can be very unfair at times when it comes to room, uh, like the way the rooms are set up, where other roguelikes can definitely have this, but I felt like I was running into it a lot more of just moments where I was like, I should not have gotten hit here or like there was just nowhere for me to go. And granted, some of this is just me being like, you got to just get good and like i just need to get better at that but i felt like the the idea behind what i talked about when it comes to progression of of you have this snowball effect of you're really weak really weak really weak and then all of a sudden you're just like i'm strong and then it just gets like crazy where you start really ramping up i feel like it's to a point where i wish it was a little bit more balanced where it felt more like uh even rather than it being so tough to get to that good part at the first half but then just like getting way too strong later in the game um but i really like the the way progression worked as far as open like unlocking items based on that money system and then being able to have a free trial i thought was super cool because there's a lot of times when you do things like in a game like binding of isaac where you unlock an item for beating a boss and then you might never see it for like forever because it's such a rare item or it's in a specific item pool and you just like you're like i unlocked something but like i don't know what it does or what it is or where it is and yeah. you might not for a couple of runs through and granted you know just keep playing the game you'll find it eventually but like it's nice that you immediately get to know what it is and be like do i like this item or do i hate this item like there's an item called popcorn that i unlocked real early Oh, and yeah, I forgot about it. One. I forgot about it uh, because I don't like it. It's super cool because it just makes explosions and you're like, this is great. It explodes. I can kill enemies quicker. I can unlock barrels and, and you know, unlock anything that's explodable. But like I'm constantly killing myself because the explosions do damage to you. So I was like, fuck this thing. I kept just like I immediately started the run and I was like, why am I taking so much damage? Realized I'm just shooting myself over here. <laughs> So I didn't enjoy it too much, but I like the fact that you get to try it and then know that if I see it again, I'm like, eh, probably not. Probably not for me. I mean, one thing I actually also like about it is that when you grab items, they just stack. 
you don't give up an item to have an item. So like if you have something on your head already, you don't give up the one that's already on your head. You just gain another, which is yeah. kind of hilarious because they just start to like stack on each other and yeah. you have like a cacophony of different fucking weird things on your head. And you're like, bro, how does your head not weigh 25 pounds? Like it's so fucking heavy, right? And now. I'm sure that was also inspired by Isaac. I, I mean, I wouldn't know because I haven't played much Isaac, but I, I very much enjoyed that fact where I was like, I love that I can just pick up items. I don't have to worry about losing an item because of it. I just get new ones. It's it's very much like, and this is, I guess, my experience with this, like this, I guess, mechanic would be when we played Risk of Rain 2, how like I just get stuff and I didn't have to worry about it taking away something else. It was just a pool of different things that I would get. Yeah. I actually really like that. I thought that was pretty awesome. Instead of something like uh, Dead Cells, where you have to give up mm. different things yeah, for your uh, like items or your item or your like traps. You're like weapons and, and traps. Yeah, and your things, weapons yeah. and traps and stuff like that. You have to give up some to get others. And in this game, you don't, with the exception of weapons. But mm -hmm. I do want to ask you, would you say the laser weapon is is your favorite? Do you have a favorite weapon in the game? I would I would say it's probably the laser. Uh, I do enjoy uh, just aesthetically. There is a, a a cat that you could pick up I, and he shoots my out fish gun. bones. Yeah. I it think shoots it's out so fish funny. bones. It's so good. And his special ability is that you can fly, and for some reason, like you can only fly in that one room. Um, or is it? Do they change? So that it can have like, I've seen it like uh, varies. I think there's one gun will have like two potential types oh, that it okay. has. Well, I've when seen... this one let me fly, that was yeah. easily my key to success because I was like, I don't have to worry about shit hitting me on the ground. So every time I went into a boss, I would just fly and yeah. easily evade everything. I was like, this is fucking great. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason, like, that's probably the reason why I beat the first boss is, or beat the uh, first well, managers because I got that gun. And I yeah. was like, yeah, it just got went around with fish bones and they started to like blow up and send things in different directions. And I started shooting three at a time and I was like, this guy's fucking awesome. <laughs> and then I almost chose a different gun. And I was like, nah, nah. I like the cat. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It's so good. that was like my favorite weapon so far. Granted, I have a once again, pretty limited experience with the, the variety of weapons, but I did think that that one was really awesome. It was pretty yeah. fun. Uh, plus, its special ability is, like, I haven't, granted I haven't got the other one, but the ability to, like, float around is really cool, and mm -hmm. I love that it, like, just attaches a balloon to your back, and that's how you know, yeah. which is pretty hilarious. Versus, like, I, I've gotten other guns, and it was just, like, one of them, and their special ability was that you could just level it up, but it costs five crystals and 50 coins. And I was like, what? <laughs> but it and it was good. like, okay. And something I didn't understand was it said it, that if I charged it up, that it would like start firing like uh, furies or something like that. And I was like, I don't know how to charge it up. Is it just by shooting? Like, I don't get it because... Mm. Oh, that's also something that I, it took me a second to get, I guess, accustomed to is the controls in this game are very weird. Yeah. Where you don't have a jump button. It's just up on like the D pad or up with the thumbstick, which it took me a second to get accustomed to. 
but I actually liked it. Hmm. Why are you looking I at it? Did I you change it, was, it? I thought it was triggers for me. I thought it was the, like the left or right trigger or something. Yeah, I have it. I have it Not differently. I think if I remember. Yeah, you can you can map them, but only a few things, which I found kind of annoying, mm. um, is that it only gave you like five different buttons that you could remap, and they weren't the ones I wanted. Gotcha. And I was yeah, like, oh, I, okay. I don't remember, but I do. I I do agree. Uh, I don't exactly remember where the layout was, but it is kind of weird to get into. Like once you get it, you get it, but it's like it doesn't feel natural. Yeah, yeah, that's the easiest way to explain it. That's a very good way. Is that it doesn't feel natural because often enough you don't have just up on the D pad and it makes you jump. And I was yeah. like, what? That's weird. Yeah, but yeah. I very much enjoyed Neon Abyss, and I think it's about time that we ask our patrons how they're feeling about it. I think we should start off with Mr. Sam Fillion from Canada and their thoughts on Neon Abyss. Hey guys, uh, this is Sam from Canada. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing good, thank you. So, uh, we're here to talk about Neon Abyss, right? Uh, this game was awesome. I really loved it. Uh, and took a lot of inspirations from Binding of Isaac, I find, but people say that, so I agree with that. Um, like the, the dungeon structure and uh, you know the small arenas and treasure rooms and various passageways, you know, blocked by a stone that you need to blow up. So the bombs, keys that are rare, so you need to like be careful where you use them, depending on the runs. Uh, the familiars are awesome pretty much like binding. So these are all little things that, uh, oh, and the characters with like their small differences, uh, but always weird perks, you know, I love those. So yeah, um, I really love the game. Uh, uh, so uh, there wasn't a lot of things that I did not like about the game. Maybe at first I uh, found the controls to be a little tiny bit wonky, but I got over that very fast. I love, I love the dark but colorful Technopunk theme, I call it. Uh, I love jumping down into the abyss, really, because every time it's awesome. Because um, I love the weapons. I love the, the pickups. Uh, th there's a lot of things about this game uh, that I love. Uh, I've been wanting something like this for a while, so I'm happy I picked it up. Um, uh, I love the fact that uh, the enemies don't hurt you when they touch you, so you can play around with that go through them and stuff so it's the attacks that hurt you depending on the on the enemies uh, i love uh the fact that there's an option to remove the jump um, from pressing up on the left analog step to just only keeping it for the left bumper because it annoyed me as hell uh, there's uh, a, a lot of weapons that i saw that uh i haven't seen them all i beat maybe like uh the second boss i never beat the third boss yet but uh, there's a lot of weapons that are amazingly amazing. They are colorful, uh, very wacky sometimes. So uh, it was always a blast, like finding new weapons. And uh, the mixtures of different perks, uh, pickups was amazing too. Uh, there was a lot of things that I, w I am still discovering today because there's a lot of pickups, unlike the rooms. Uh, I uh, tend to uh, see the same rooms coming back. Uh, more often than other games of the gender, but I gotta say it's a kind, it's a kind of a, it's kind of a new game. So, I mean, like Binding has a lot of years in its portfolio. They have the Binding have has a lot of rooms and items and 
uh, weapon. So there's no arguing that uh, it's a long running game compared to Nyanabis. Um, uh, I love the, the quotes that came with the pickups. Like uh, there was one that I think it was Ironheart and it was like something like you will lose hearts uh, before. No, you will lose hearts first. Yeah, before losing your shields and you are gradually accepting this fact. <laughs> that made me laugh hard. So a couple of them were like this. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I love the game. I have nothing in particular to say about it. Uh, like... I did get that Binding of Isaac feeling. That's what brought me into the game. Um, the bosses and like the lore made me think of Binding of Isaac, but less dark, more colorfully violent, maybe, uh, with all the different uh, techno boss and boss of pills and stuff like that. That was pretty, uh, like, it was colorful, but very wrong at the same time. It was, it was a special thing, so. Uh, so that's my take on uh, Neon Abyss, and uh, I, I I wanted to go this time with uh, the things that I liked about it because there wasn't there wasn't a lot of things that I did not like about it, and uh, that's pretty much that. So I hope uh, this was good for you guys, and I hope you have a good time. So bye bye. <laughs> I hope this was good for you guys. <laughs> I love it. I love it, dude. There were so many points that we had talked about. I, yeah. I love hearing all the same shit. I love hearing the fact that he, he mentioned the clear Binding of Isaac structure that comes with this. Um, I didn't even really think about like the uh, like the vibrancy and like the difference from like a lore perspective and how like chaotic that world is. Um, I'm, I'm interested to hear uh, how far like he he mentioned the the second boss i don't know um if you're talking about fighting like the the major gods like the gods after zeus sam so write back and let me know because i'm interested to hear about that as so, far as how far he is Go ahead. i guess there there are differences right because there are bosses at the end of each like kind of like realm or level <clears throat> and you have like four or five levels before you get to a manager which you then beat, is there another kind of boss after that that so, are, are different in a way? Because I know that once you beat a manager, you unlock another one that you then build toward. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. is there more after that? Because you said after Zeus. Yeah, so after Zeus is, uh, I can't remember the name of it. And then after him is Athena. Uh, who is the boss? Oh, so they go into like the old Greek gods. So it's like Zeus, Ares, Athena. And stuff oh, it's like Ares. That. I think it's Ares. Maybe, maybe. I, I saw a picture of who seemingly is Ares. It's like a, a creature with like a flaming head and it has like a, it throws spears and shit like that. And it's got a big helmet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The stage. Yeah, I would that's assume what, that's, that's Ares because that's kind of their motif is the like pointy helmet and spears and everything because they're the god of war yeah yeah and what's what's interesting about that is is those are the two gods that are helping you like yeah it is Ares, god of violence what's interesting about that is those are the two who are helping you for the offerings so anytime you fill up the purple chest it's athena anytime you fill up the purple bar or the red bar red. it's Ares interesting and those okay. are the ones that you're giving the power-ups to so those are the two final like ones that i know of 
um, fighting them. And it's like you have to, as you unlock them, you then have to go further and further um, and fight the managers over again. But yeah, after Zeus is uh, is those two. Um, I don't know if there's hmm. another one after that, though, actually. Um, I'm pretty sure it ends at that point. At least that's what I know to be the end. Um, yeah, I mean, I just know that after you beat a manager, it just forces you out to go back. Yeah, to yeah. And then Which you is... have to unlock the next manager. So I was kind of curious. I was like, I don't am I doing something wrong? No, it's very <laughs> it's very that. typical of of this type of genre where they're like, you've beaten it once now beat it, but harder and with more stuff. And that's usually how these type of games, uh, at least from this genre work. Yeah, I noticed that after I beat the first manager, it added more levels. And I was like, oh, okay. So before it was like four and then after it was five. So I'm assuming with each manager, you essentially it's have to do another that. level. Yeah. 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 And I had to, I thought it was kind of odd because the boss right before the uh, the new like manager boss that I was supposed to fight was actually the one that I fought initially. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I, and that's the that's it i only got to that once so i was like do i have to fight these managers basically one after another yeah 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 yeah. oh each time you have to do it that's interesting okay i guess that actually kind of helps because you already know how to beat them then yeah like it's it's not just some random boss yeah it's you practicing on them again but yeah it's it's very much you then we'll have to go boss by boss so you'll have to do the dark net one again you'll have to do zeus again and go from there um which once again and i hate harping on this because i said it already so much but it's the same structure as isaac as well okay all right well since we've already got some isaac fans out of the way i i think that's actually kind of funny because i'm 95 percent sure that zach is also a fan of binding of isaac so i guess we'll find out i guess in a second but let's toss it to zach durham one of our amazing patrons and see what they thought so i'll admit that I was distracted by some other games and some other shit, and I didn't put as much time into this as I would have liked to. Uh, but I put in a solid three plus hours, you know, a good amount of runs, and I would say I enjoyed this game, but I really haven't been loving it. It just hasn't grabbed me the way any of my favorite roguelites have, and it feels a lot more repetitive than any of my favorites, too. Feels like uh, even when the enemy types are different, I'm still just jumping around and holding the right joystick. Like, their attack patterns may be different, but mine are not. And the bosses also felt fairly repetitive as well, where it's just like, here's another giant floating head that shoots a different kind of projectiles at you, but that's really not that different. And their movement patterns were so simple that they pretty much amounted to me holding the right joystick upwards for about 20 seconds, and then the fight was over. And power-ups, at least as far as I am, felt fairly bland as well, where it just kind of felt like it was either some inconsequential passive, or it was like, we increased your rate of fire and added bullets. And it's like, cool, so now I'm just going to be even more lost in the visual effects soup that happens in this game. Um, And just like, I don't know, it it, it just didn't grab me the way any of my favorites did. That's basically what I'm basing this off of. And, uh... Like it didn't when I run would end, I didn't feel that pull of like, ooh, I've got time. I could do another run. I got I totally got time. It felt more like, uh, I guess I should do another run so I have more to talk about for the book club. But like I didn't really want to continue. It felt more like a chore. And uh yeah, overall it just kind of felt like a middling experience for me. Like I fair I enjoyed it at times, and sometimes it really did feel like it hit its stride, but other times most of the time no and if you guys completely disagree with me and you think i'm missing out on something amazing then tell me why and i'll probably give it another shot 
But as of right now, I think I'm done with this game. Good to know. I think Zach brought up a legitimately great point that I hadn't thought of. The the bosses are kind of just palette swaps, but they mostly do the same things. Yeah, for sure. For like sure. I hadn't even thought about that. It's basically just floating heads floating with projectiles. Heads. Yeah. I never thought about that. And then they throw in the occasional, like the makeup god or the makeup goddess. She. Oh, I um, hate her so much. I only so say much. goddess because she's literally. Like, I hate her so much. I think. Yeah, she's but she designed... shoots out the like the lipstick that goes up and down. Her projectiles are annoying though because they'll shoot short, long, and it's like you They're, don't exactly know how she's going to fire, and it's I, really annoying. In the couple of times that I played her, I could never figure out the the indicator for which way she's going to shoot, and I was always like, "This seems stupid." Like no matter yeah. what, I get hit. So I basically I just, just tried to stand as far back as possible where I could still time. shoot. Yeah. yeah, because and even that. Well, she can't shoot the entire length. She uh, like there there is a basically a place where you can stand where she can't shoot you at that. But then also she shoots the lipsticks things that yeah. go up and down. So you got to move anyway. But other than that character, I would say that most of the others do the same things. There are the few that do. They disappear off the map and then come down and try to smash you. Um, but they telegraph yep. that with like either a little bit of mist or some lights that are coming down where they're going to come. But that is a great point that Zach brought up is that they're all kind of palette swaps. Yeah. And I I mean, I, I don't know if that really changes because it seems like Zach and I and possibly Sam, I'm not sure how far Sam got, but um, seemingly all got around the same length. So you having played even more, can you say that it gets better when you get into the like, I, I guess, think... more Greek gods with Zeus and Ares and Athena? Yeah, I think the managers, they have a little bit more variety to them, but I wouldn't say there's anything that's like mind blowing as far as like a boss goes uh, when it comes to to what you're fighting. I think that there's definitely more of uh, a difference and a challenge when it comes to those. So it's it's better. But I will definitely agree that a lot of the power ups do feel very samey in in this game uh i i definitely think like here's the thing i very much enjoyed this this experience but i'm in the same boat as you like i played enough to beat it a couple of times uh zach and and now i'm like yep that's my experience right whereas uh other games from the roguelike uh persuasion i've put in hours and hours how much time have i put into fucking uh finding Isaac your whole life no just a, just gunfire 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 risk of rain binding of isaac like these are games that it's the same thing but i just play them over and over again because they really hit what they need to very well even if it is the same thing and they have enough variety in them where it doesn't feel the same every time i think where they get uh into that is like more of the characters and the slight variations between them as opposed to like the power-ups but like i wish that there was a little bit more variety even and this kind of goes into my my thing about um the game having like this curve where you're like real weak and then all of a sudden you're like oh i'm very strong now is because a lot of like the first power-ups feel like they're very much uh just like here's a heart container and isaac does that too in some regards but usually there's like a wide enough pool where it won't always happen where I felt like that was like all the time was like, here's one where it's like, it's just strength or not strength. It's just um, more weapon damage or it's just more rate of fire. Whereas it yeah. would have been nicer to have things like 
you know, the, those off-brand things of like, I always enjoyed having a double jump. I always enjoyed when they give you flying. I enjoyed when they'd give you, um, you know, just general things that would change the, the basic uh, format of the game. Having played a lot of roguelikes, would you say like, because uh, personally, after hearing people's opinions and also kind of coming at it with my uh, experience with roguelikes, which I've only played a few, not many, but a few, right. um, is that this game feels like it's, I think it's a good game and even a great game, but I don't think that it feels special. Like it mm. doesn't feel like somebody would spend a ridiculous amount of time where like people they fall in love with isaac and that is their roguelite or they fall in love with slay the spire and that is theirs do you think that neon abyss kind of lacks that flavor that would make it something that people think is so special that they would basically always come back to this game over others within the roguelite genre i should specify I, that i think so um, I think so, but I'll caveat it with what kind of, um, Sam alluded to this is, this game is only a year old, right? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and a game like Binding of Isaac or a game like Slay the Spire has been out for a while and has had time to fine tune things and add content. Like if you look at what Binding of Isaac was when it first came out on Newgrounds as a flash, flash animation card, like game. It didn't have all of the crazy stuff that it did now. It, it had a very basic subset of things, but obviously it was different because it was crazy at the time of just what it was. But like, I I think that it still has a lot of good redeeming qualities. Um, and there are things about it that I do very much enjoy. Um, I don't want to say for everyone that this is a game like this. This won't be a game to sink time in or whatnot, because I don't know really oh, what's no. your jam. Um, but like for me, no, definitely not. Like I enjoyed coming back to this and having a reason to come back. But like we'll probably never do another one of these. And I don't think I ever will come back to Neon Abyss. Yeah, I, I think the easiest way to kind of sum it up is that it's a great game, but it doesn't it hasn't found its special sauce yet that makes it. I guess, unique in a way. Um, whereas a lot of games, I feel like they they kind of launch with something that makes them relatively unique, whether that's like an art style, a gameplay format. Um, whereas like Neon Abyss takes a lot and it's, it's really, really great and it works really well and it's a lot of fun, but I don't think that it's found what makes, what makes itself special yet. But to your and, and Sam's point, it's got time to do that and maybe it eventually finds that that one thing that makes it a niche that that makes it special like slay the spire was i don't want to say the first but it was the one that really got people into the the deck building roguelike games and binding of isaac is actually just I mean, I don't know enough about it to say what makes it so special, but with like Loop Hero, another roguelite that I personally have spent some time in, it like the the card based mechanics uh, are actually kind of populating the world with enemies. I thought was really cool, and I feel like that's its special sauce. And uh, Dead Cells, the mixture of the Metroidvania mixed with the roguelite or roguevania is the way they called it i felt like was its special sauce mm -hmm. and each one of them kind of like launched with something that made them special but we shouldn't keep 
we shouldn't say that a game can't become special later on, like that it doesn't find its footing later on because games have done that. Like No Man's Sky, I wouldn't say found its footing in what made it awesome until it had more updates, until it reached its, uh, its I believe it's like the Atlas Rising update. So I think it's 100% possible anybody listening to this might come in like maybe a year later after this actually releases. Maybe that's when I'll actually uh, send this up for plebs and <laughs> Neon Abyss will actually have found what makes it special yeah. and kind of like, steered more into the skid i guess yeah i still think it's a good game though um but i can oh, yeah i can absolutely. definitely definitely see why some people would not be as as into it um i was uh if you'll notice i, I don't think you're gonna do a video for this but if you noticed for a long time my face was kind of blue i was yeah, on steam I figured you were looking at something i was on steam and uh i was looking through the reviews to see where like the highest amount of hours was recorded for people who leave reviews it'll show you how long yeah, they played the game how, for how long they played the highest was 572 hours damn so someone thinks that there's some some uh, sweet spot in there. And I saw a couple. I saw a, a 400 one. I saw a couple of 200s, a couple of 100s. So there's people out here who are fans. Really into this. Like yeah. They, they've, yeah, they found their roguelite. That's awesome. I think that's amazing. I should also say that I, I really love that there is a pseudo progression system in Neon Abyss. And that's why I would say it's more of a roguelite than a roguelike because you can yeah, invest yeah, for in sure. things. For sure. Um, and I think that's really awesome. And it's you can actually keep the coins. It's not like Gunfire Reborn where you have to spend them. You can just bank them. And actually, they changed that. You get something. Gunfire doesn't do that to you anymore. Oh, no. they, oh, that's great because I thought that was fucking annoying. I was like, <laughs> I want to bank some coins up, dude. I'm not good enough to get enough in a run. Yeah, like, yeah, it's not yeah. going to happen. So I think that's really cool. Um, and I really like that. Also, one thing that I do not like is the uh, the game rooms. Did you ever get one of those? Yeah, when you yeah. Go the claw yeah, game. I um, really fucking annoying. I specifically uh, didn't level up certain rooms because I just hate them. <laughs> yeah, I thought that that claw room would be cool, and I was like, oh, it's like five coins to get into it. That's cool, but it turns out no, it's five coins. To go on the casino door and maybe you get in. And if it doesn't pop up with like four fucking watermelons, then nah, bro, you got to roll it again and maybe you'll get into it. And then when you get into it, you start to pay 15 fucking coins to play the stupid claw machine. Mm -hmm. I was like, there's a chance. There's a chance when you're playing the game before you drop into one of your levels, you drop in on a special level and it's like just a big hallway of different types of game rooms. That's cool. <laughs> so it basically would just be all of the things you hate. Dude, it pissed me off so much though when I was like, oh, that's so cool. How do I get in this? And then I, it was like five coins and I was like, oh, that's not bad. And I clicked it and it was like watermelon, watermelon, cherry. And then it was like five coins again. I was like, what do you, what do you mean? What just, do you- oh, I no. thought I was going to open the door. No. Yeah, that that really annoyed me. So anybody who does not like the like random and literally just wasting your shit sometimes, don't fucking unlock the game room. It's dumb. It doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> but 
I think we've heavily covered Neon Abyss. Once again, this is Neon Abyss by Vivo Games, published by Team 17 in supposedly uh, Eureka Studio China. I shouldn't say supposedly. I only say it because, like, it's not on the splash screen, which I find weird, or maybe I just didn't notice it. Um, but we have covered it ad nauseum. It's, I, I think we pretty much have a consensus that it is fun with the exception of Zach. Um, that it is fun, but maybe it just hasn't found exactly what makes it special. And I think it's 100%, 100% possible, especially since it came out, what, um, July 14th, 2020. So less, uh, a little bit over a year ago, this game came out, which actually is pretty crazy. So mm-hmm. that is it for this episode. Thanks everyone so much for listening. If you'd like to chat with us outside the show, you can hit us up on Twitter at IndiePond. You can hit me up, Vaughn, at Hyde Legion. That's H-Y-D-E-L-E-G-I-O-N. And you can chat with Josh at the underscore George 90. Thanks everyone so much for listening. And we'll probably chat with you next month. Maybe. Maybe. It depends know. on when I do the... Uh, never. It's fine. Uh, maybe in a year. Maybe, maybe when Neon Abyss finds its footing. We'll really Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll wait until <laughs> then. All right, perfect. <laughs>